The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Well, good Thursday morning. Nice to see everyone pile in. Good morning. Happy Thursday, indeed. It's the Tyler Glenn Show, the show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. So good of you to join us. Big plans for St. Patrick's Day for Twitch followers. Oh, boy, you will be rewarded for your loyalty, because tomorrow we are going to party in Ireland. I mean, we're actually going to be in Ireland with green beer and Irish food. Oh, yeah. We can do anything in the land of the Internet. We're going to talk a bit about that. The river is already green in Chicago, and some Manitobans are down there, and they've sent me some pictures. It's crazy. How do they turn the river green? We'll show you how. Also, Grand Prize Day tomorrow for that uh, year's supply of bacon. Time is running out to enter that contest. We're going to talk a bit about that. Also, Florida, Mexico, and the Caribbean are bracing for an incoming 8,000-kilometer-wide seaweed blanket. This is gross. You got to know about it in case you're going there, or maybe you know of someone that is. Say, hey, guess what I saw on the Tyler Glenn Show? Ew, it's gross. Your favorite Canadian airline is getting pummeled right now. Pummeled with fines for hundreds of violations they had over the Christmas break. We're going to talk about that and uh, what more is to come and how how that's going to change the way you fly from here on in. Because we are the show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Speaking of food, holy cow. Oh, past the Rolades. We are going to take you to a restaurant that has a 20-burger challenge. And what is this challenge? Well, not only do you get the burger for free, but you get $150 for eating all 20 patties. But we'll watch him try and scarf down a few, and we'll see if he wins the $150 prize. Also, this is uh, probably shown up in your news feed, the dad and the son who are internet superstars after having a magical dream come true. My favorite video of the week. Tugged at my heartstrings, and... My son was lucky enough to work for the Canucks hockey team for a year. I constantly brag about that. Forgive me. He did so well. He continues to do well. But when you're working for an NHL team, it's like, ah, my kid works in, in the NHL. Um, but anyway, this this dad and son were approached in a store. Maybe you've seen the TikTok video by now. If you haven't, oh, man. And there's a great story that goes along with this. So it will warm your heart. Today is March the 16th. Freedom of Information Day. Everything you do is right day. Oh, that's that's not going to cause any problems, is it? Everything you do is right day. So keep that in mind. It's Lips Appreciation Day. What would we do without lips? Curlew Day. Companies that care day. A day to celebrate those companies that give back to their communities. It is uh, also National Artichoke 
heart day. Yeah, well, artichoke hearts are okay. I don't, are they their own vegetable? And so why do we only eat the hearts? Do we eat the whole artichoke? What is an artichoke? Where do they grow? Do we grow them here? I don't even know. It is also oranges and lemons day. When it comes to fruit, you got to give it to the oranges and the lemons. Yeah, pretty tasty. Apparently they're loaded with sugar, but that's okay. I mean, the lemons are good to make tea when you've got a cold. It is amazingly talented kids day today. And uh, what better way to celebrate amazingly talented kids than by uh, by showing you some amazingly talented kids. Here's a hernia waiting to happen, hey? Oh, doing some flips and turns and all the to be young again, hey? Oh, man, jumping around. All these kids with their energy. All the This is me. I could probably dance like that after about 20 cups of coffee. I can't even ride a bike, let alone spin around on a bike like this. Holy God, how much practice is <gasps> Look at this baby on a rock wall. Oh, man, some of the strength of these kids. Amazing Kids Day today. Happy Amazing Kids. I bet you've got some amazing kids in your life that can do some pretty cool stuff. And finally, it is National Panda Bear Day. Oh, you got to love panda bears. We got to have panda bear appreciation going on. Oh, they're so cute. I wonder if they bite. I wonder if they're like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, gee, get me to the hospital. Oh, yeah, I'm jealous of panda nannies, too. And they're, remember when the pandas came to Winnipeg that time? When was that, in the 80s? Gaetan, oh, tough choice. Cute pandas or incredibly cute kids? Well, I think the, the pandas are cuter because you're not going to get a lip. You're not going to get attitude. Yeah, Miss Behaven says it exactly. Pandas. At least you can put them in a cage. They are adorable. Look at this one tackling the nanny. Get away from my brother. No, I'm just I'm just trying to clean him. Get away from my brother. Get away from my brother. I don't want to be wiped with a towel. What is it? Just just sit down there. I gotta wipe you. Get oh, they're like little fur balls. Okay, if that's not the cutest thing, oh 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 oh, oh. <laughs> get out of the way. I'm trying to get up this ladder. Get out of the way! Can you move? Hey, what's the log jam up here? What is causing the problem? It's National Panda Day. So there is your dose of cuteness today. Have an amazing day. It is St. Patrick's Day Eve. You got big plans for St. Patrick's Day other than hanging out with me in in an Irish bar in Ireland. It's going to be wall-to-wall green tomorrow. Dublin is the beach bunker will not come to you from Brandon. It will be Dublin and we will actually have some special Irish guests joining me. I'm so excited. So the airlines are facing some massive fines. Um, The Canadian government has really come down on them. The average, the average infraction from, from the, uh, the airlines is going to cost them about $200, 200 to $500. And this is because of flight delays and cancellations that happened over the Christmas break. It was a shit show. It was so embarrassing. It was making international headlines. I had people around the world emailing me, and not for that reason, just, you know, I happened to be talking to them and they're like, what is going on? Like, and the Americans were having their fair share of issues too. But uh, in Canada, it was especially bad because I think we had the luggage thing thrown in. There's one thing that we couldn't get people from place to place. But the pictures of that luggage stacking up at the airports was not good. Gabber Lucas was on a Toronto Morning Show yesterday, CP24, talking about uh, these fines. 
many of these fines that you're referencing actually have nothing to do with what happened over the holiday what? season. Uh, it is only Sunwing's $126,000 that relates to that period. The other fines relate to a far larger period. And uh, they uh, are quite far from being a slew of fines. That's also a misstatement. Uh, we are talking about very small amounts in the uh, airline industry. It's oh, so we're being sold we this? When you know the revenues are measured. In this guy is a, a customer dollars, rights advocate, actually. Uh, the, the figures that are worth paying attention to is just taking the number of violations and the amount of fine and divide the amount of fine with number of violations. And we see very, very low amounts of Pair violation fines. The law permits the government to fine airlines up to $25,000 per violation, mm-hmm. but we are typically Ooh. seeing a few hundred dollars of fine per violation, and that is that is troubling. I also said, indeed, that these are low-hanging fruits. That's that's a, correctly citing my view, mm-hmm. um, because the real issues are happening with airlines not paying compensation to passengers, uh, and most of this yeah, fine, except for one, to flare. Uh, have been issued for simply not communicating, not telling passengers the flights were being delayed or canceled, not telling passengers the reason for the flight delay or cancellation or the reason for refusing to pay them compensation or just not re- responding to passengers' claims for compensation within 30 days. So we, so this guy, uh, again, he's a consumer rights advocate, and you see him come on TV all the time when uh, they're talking about uh, the problems with our, our airlines and he's he's saying that the fines are happening, as we'd mentioned, about two hundred dollars per passenger. But he's saying that on the books, that fine could be twenty five thousand per passenger. I don't know about that. As much as I I was ticked off at the airlines through the holidays, and you know it was frustrating. And I'm sure people who miss their weddings or family reunions or had their holidays screwed up would like to nail the airlines a fine of twenty five thousand dollars per passenger. But I I think we probably bankrupt the airlines if we find them $25,000 per passenger. That's it. I mean, let's be realistic. We just we just want to have the problem fixed, number one. Number two is maybe a little bit of compensation. Instead of the $200 fine, maybe give the two, three, four, five hundred $500 to the people who miss their wedding and then get them on another flight. Or we just want to get what we paid for. 40000 that's like every man, woman, and child in Brandon having an official airline complaint, taking the time to go through the paperwork, file the complaint with the airline. It involves a little bit of work. That's a lot of complaints. Obviously, this is going to hurt the airlines to a certain degree. So your experience should improve because a lot of these companies, that's what they know, right, is money. Okay, so that 20-stack burger is coming up. But first, still with St. Patrick's Day, Jess Cords and his lovely wife are from Brandon, and they are in Chicago right now. Look at this. And he took this picture, sent it to us. It says, check this out. Green River in Chicago. There's Trump Tower. That is quite the sight. That is, there is no doubt about it. That is not LJ. Um, the LJ Green is nowhere near as attractive as that. That is really kind of cool. And I'm very interested in how they turn the river green. I've never been anywhere in the world with St. Patty's Day like this. I did not expect the river to be so vibrant. They've done this since 1962 in Chicago. Oh, it is an, it's an orange dye that they dump in there. Is it safe for the fish? Wow. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Very cool. 
everyone is green. Everyone oh. is ready to have a good time. I guess so. And everyone's ready to love and party. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. I mean, you got people Are, everywhere. Is, is, does this not get you excited for St. Patrick's Day? A little bit, but it's it's a very fun atmosphere. No one does it like, like Chicago. Chicago. St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day is the best here. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Happy, Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. So it's an orange dye, and yes, it is biodegradable, it is environmentally friendly, and it does not harm the wildlife. However, if you eat fish in Chicago, they have what's called the three-headed trout on the menu, which is really a neat thing that I don't think you can get. I'm coursing, although misbehaving says that is how rainbow trouts are made. This is a food challenge from the U.K., It's a famous U.K. restaurant known for their many food challenges. They have a fried chicken challenge. They have a steak challenge. They have a fish challenge. 20 patties on this puppy. Many pieces of cheese. And it's a 100-pound cash prize, which I think ends up being about $150. This thing is just a monster burger we're going to take a look at it's frying right here these things are massive and it comes with a word of caution look at the size of this burger now you get 150 dollars and the burger for free i love how they put french fries near the near the like look at this what do you need french fries for who's eating those who is eating the French fries? Nobody. Maybe you're eating the French fries. This is the guy uh, who is going to 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 take this burger down. The Great George Burger is what it's called. How about my good friend? There's a time constraint too. Um, so with that, let's get started here in just a moment. I definitely have my pile of ketchup. It is basically this. This is Joel, and Joel is Canadian, misbehaving. Tomato sauce. If you are in certain places in the UK. So with that, we're going to rock and roll. Let's get started here just momentarily. we got George Bob ready. So Kathleen is saying, how do you yeah. eat that? Well, you know what? When you go to Wawanisa and you go and have the Ricky Burger, it's about uh, it's about half that size. Might even be a little bit over half that size. You have to take it apart. The bun goes bye-bye, and I'm thinking, and I haven't seen this video. We're watching it together. So I'm thinking he's going to likely take the bun off. Yeah, you have to because the bread has got to go. You do it keto style because, I mean, they're giving you 500 pounds of meat there and oh what the heck apparently one of the most high calorie burgers if not the highest calorie burger in the in the uk and i think probably the most patties i think that's probably fair to yeah, say yeah, so that's right. 20 patties guys gotta come to stockton on the team all right let's see five four wow three, two one. look at look at the spectators Look at look at look at the guy behind him with the red beard and he's got his his kid on his shoulders. <laughs> it's like oh he's got his little girl and and it's like what is the little girl thinking? Daddy, someday I'm going to marry a man that can take down 20 patties and 50 pounds of cheese just like this man. Holy cow, so he's got 20 minutes to do it too. And so uh Kathleen says gross, I'd get six. Uh, sick. He's awesome. Love watching him. Um, like an elephant. Take it down one bite at a time. Aren't we amazing creatures, human beings, that we are fascinated by large food and the people eating that large food? 
And how dare we make fun of Americans, really? Here's a Canadian in the UK scarfing down a 20-stack burger. Shame on us for poking fun at the Americans who deep fry everything and completely love everything deep fried, stir fried, pan fried, you name it. And of course, we're like, oh, you know what? They've they eat such bad food down there. Oh, God. it's just gross. No, you know what? People love that stuff that we look at. the Look at the spectators. Look at these kids. He's probably going to end up signing autographs after this. Joel, he's got a great shirt there. Joel Hansen on YouTube. Way to go, Joel. Good job with this. This is, look, it's just, and he's dipping it in ketchup. I don't know if that's fair. I wonder if he could do it without the ketchup. Because now he is just like a competitive eater. He's thinking in his brain, what have I gotten myself into? I'm halfway there. This is uh, beef. Yes, yeah, see? Of beef. See? Cheese, oh my gosh. But it's tasty. So he's two minutes in now. So what we're going to do. Black pepper in there. Let me some ketchup. Okay, and notice the beverage. The beverage is water. He's got a Coke that is closest to the camera to make it look like, yeah, I'm going to have some pop. Um, There was a. Um, and that's not that's not the case. It's water, and he is going to minimize the liquid because that is just so much to eat. Bottle and a half of ketchup are not required for this challenge. Yeah, see, he went through a lot of ketchup. Let's finish this up. Oh, food, Katina and Joel actually no ate together and did a challenge together. Is, Those uh, are big burgers. The second burger I've had in the uh, UK, and I gotta say, UK got some good burgers. This is great. The beef. <sighs> nice. Me, comments the chef. That was well made, guys. Very nice. Got okay. A more room. Show Also, now he's having his coke because he knows he's at the end of the. Because you just couldn't eat a burger that large and have a diet coke. And there it is. Last final few bites of the twenty patty. All right, let's have a hand. Let's have a hand for Joel Hansen. Way to go! Twenty patties in ten minutes, and he is going to go for some fries. This guy. He and look at the size of this guy. He is in good shape. He is not going to eat for the rest of the week. And this guy, this guy behind him in the baseball hat is looking at him like, "Who do you think you are, Mr. Canadian? Come to my country and scarf down a big burger." He's got that he's got the look on his face. Look at the look on his face. He's going to fight him. He's got that fight. Maybe maybe he's had a couple pints. And he's getting ready to rock and roll. He's going to get the burger whipped right out of him. Run, Joel. No, you can't run because you just ate 20 patties. Waddle, Joel. Waddle away as fast as you can. Because we're the show about food and fun places and the mayhem of life. I am not familiar with the fat burger. We're going to stick on burgers for a little bit, but we're going we're gonna to go a little closer, come a little closer to home. I have reached out to Richard Karen, and I have not heard back. Richard Karen is from Winnipeg, and he is on a quest. He was on CBC earlier this week, caught my attention because he too is a burger monster. But the headline reads, Winnipeg, famous for its fat boy burgers. This man is on a quest to try them all. Couple things. First, Richard is impressive. He's a dedicated man who is going to go to a whole bunch of restaurants in Winnipeg to eat what they call the Fat Boy Burger. 
I guess just like Kathleen said, we could swim in the Assiniboine. I had no idea that that was a possibility. What is a fat boy burger? I apologize. I A lot of my burger consumption is south of the border. I'll be honest. Um, if, if I'm not having a burger in Brandon, I might have the occasional burger in Winnipeg. With my one-third in Manitoba, it's mostly in western Manitoba. So it'll be Wawanisa, Russell, Show Lake, Clear Lake, um, Brandon, Verdon, Nipawa, you know, those communities where I'll enjoy a burger. So I'm not in Winnipeg to have a lot of burgers. And apparently, Winnipeg is famous for what they call a fat boy burger. No one, anyone, anybody. Gayton, where are you? Uh, Jimmy's in Portage has a crazy burger. But this is, I was, I was startled by this because they said Winnipeg is famous for its fat boy burgers. I'm thinking to myself, what is a fat boy burger? So apparently, it says here, the fat boy has been a Winnipeg staple for decades. And you can find different versions of it across the city. But at its core, it's a cheeseburger topped with mayonnaise, mustard, onions, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and most importantly, meat sauce. See, even Gaetan says, I'm not like In-N-Out Burger in California, Gaetan is our jam, right? And then we look, we're right in our own backyard, we have this thing called the Fat Boy Burger, a burger with meat sauce on top. So apparently, this is the restaurant that started it all in Winnipeg, Big Boy, on Portage Avenue. I wonder if anyone can attest to this. This is, we're all learning together. Um, it was opened by brothers Gus and George Scaris. What caught my attention was the logo, the big boy logo. Like, you see that in a lot of movies now. And if that started in Winnipeg, that's really cool. This family, apparently, they came from Greece, decided that they were going to take the average hamburger and then put it in meat sauce in the 1950s. And it started in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Not the biggest city, so they were in Winnipeg, where there's a much bigger burger-eating population. And he called it the Lotta Burger. Because it was a whole lot of burger. They later opened a second location, which they called the Big Boy Burger, and their younger siblings, John, joined the business. And so uh, over the years, they had a lot of people go through there. And uh, Mike bought the Dairy Whip Drive-In in 1959 and actually coined the phrase Fat Boy. And a lot of employees over the years came and went and... When they came and went, they took the idea of the Fat Boy Burger along with them. Anyway, back to Richard. And Richard Karen is trying to eat every big boy burger ever made in the city. And he is going from restaurant to restaurant. I'm trying to get him on the show. He won't return my calls because he's probably waiting on a cholesterol test. And uh, or he could be in an emergency room. I don't know. But I'm hoping we can get Richard on the show, because if he can do this, that's it's quite the feat. There's a picture of Richard at Brian's drive in um, or horribly green screened over Brian's drive in. But, yeah, I thought that I would I would post that that pose that question, because that's an interesting piece of Manitoba culinary history that. We would have the Fat Boy Burger, which is a burger with chili on it. Food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Scientists have claimed this year's bloom of Saragusum is the largest that has ever been recorded. 
where the show both food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. The seaweed is not food. Mexico, the Caribbean, and Florida are supposed to be fun places, but the seaweed is causing mayhem. And we have had some people down there already who have said that it's been a problem so far this year. It and, and is it's the problem is going to be made worse. Threatening to dump smelly and potentially dangerous smelly. across beaches and put a big damper on tourist season. The seaweed, a variety called sargassum, has long formed large blooms in the Atlantic, and scientists have been tracking massive accumulations since 2011. Ugh. But this year's sargassum mass could be the largest on record. You would hate to be under there. You would hate to be under there, like doing a doing a dive or swimming or something like that. Like Dusty says, sushi jackpot. Spanning Maybe. more than 5,000 miles from the coast of Africa to the Gulf of Mexico. The blob is currently pushing west and will pass through the Caribbean and up into the Gulf of Mexico during the summer, with the seaweed expected to become prevalent on beaches in Florida around July, according to Dr. Brian Lapointe, a researcher at Florida Atlantic University's Harbor Branch Oceanographic Institute. Lapointe said this year's sargassum bloom began to form early and doubled in size between December and January. The mass was larger in January than it has ever been since this new region of sargassum growth began in 2011, Lapointe told. That's a, that's a lot of seaweed, and this poor guy's got a wheelbarrow. Imagine having that job, cleaning up the seaweed on the beach. You heard it here first. There you go. So the video that is making the rounds that is absolutely awesome is the story of a man and his son, David and Jace. And chances are you've seen David and Jace in your news feed. They're in a store. They're shopping for we don't know what, but they get interrupted by a TikTok video maker, a TikToker, asking to borrow money. And he needs some money for his kid because it's his birthday. And the dad reaches into his wallet and gets the money. And it's then where it's like, surprise, you've seen these kind of videos before. But what makes this video extra special is that he must have had, this TikToker must have had somebody on the inside with the Vancouver Canucks hockey team. Because not only did he returned the favor to the dad and pull out $1,000 in cash. Their night was completely taken care of at a Canucks game, complete with like a limousine ride and everything. And what makes this story especially touching is that dad is undergoing chemotherapy treatments. I know I've spoiled the entire video for you by describing before I play it, but it does move quickly. I really like to look at the the emotion on people's faces as this whole thing unfolds. So I'll play it in its entirety, and I'll have more details uh, about this father and son on the other side. Okay, we're just going to get this set up here, make sure the audio is on, and here they're going to get approached in the video. So here we go. Excuse me, sir. Sorry, Bob. Try to buy this Canucks shirt for my kid. Give like a dollar. Like a What's dollar. that? I'm like a dollar short for this shirt for my kid. It's his birthday today. Oh. Wait, do we? What's your name? David. I'm Zach. Nice to meet you, man. Hey, how's it going? What's your name, bro? Uh, Jace. I'm Zach. Nice to meet you. You like hockey? Yeah. Who's your favorite team? Uh, Canucks. There you go. Are you sure? Yeah, that's, that's all I got. So. I don't want to take five bucks. I only need like no, a dollar. No, it's for your kid. 
You sure? Yeah, of course. It's your son? Yeah. I'm actually going to... So all he had was $5. Give it back. Thank no, you. No, no. Take it. Sure. It was a kindness test. Oh. This this is actually for him. Oh, no, no. He... I actually got this for you. Thank you very much. See, at this point, I'd say, get lost. Go get a job. So I would have failed this test. I, I would have failed miserably. I'd, I'd say, go get a job for your daughter. Get a keyboard and a stupid hat and sing a birthday song at the front of Walmart and get your dollar. That's how. The first person who's going to help me out of $1,000. What? Whoa. Cash. No. It's 1000 I'm 100% positive, bro. Can I give you a hug by any chance? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Love you, Thank man. You. Thanks so much. Sir. Can you Good use it? Yeah. yeah. That's real. That's real. He just right had there. his chemo. I have no idea, man. <laughs> Love you. Just finished. Are you a big Canucks fan? Yeah. You're going to the Canucks game? Yeah. Right now. We're going to meet all the players. What are you talking about? We're going to the Canucks game. I don't know even we're going, to, we're going to the Canucks game Yeah, that right would be now. me. So like, so, like, what's happening right now? Do I need a sitter? Because I've I've got a, a hot girlfriend on the side, and I need to call her. And I, because you know what, my kid's been pissing me off lately, and he doesn't deserve to go to a game. No, we don't see that part of the. Vi- of course, I'm just interjecting my rudeness, sir. Let's go. Who's gonna win today? Oh yeah, it's pimped out. Going in, meet the players. Now this is the most incredible marketing. Look at those seats. Incredible. So somebody is is thinking, and somebody is doing some great marketing. This cancer fight has been going on for like over a decade. The uh, City News interviewed the dad afterwards, and he said, I thought I was heading somewhere else, and then we made this quick stop at Walmart. Uh, we need to get something at Walmart, so we pulled in there, and I realized this guy was filming me. And so he did see the camera and he said, I've seen the punking videos all over the place and thought I was going to get punked. And I thought, well, might as well go for it. There's a guy. The next thing I know, we're in a Rolls Royce driving down to Vancouver. So I guess this video maker um, was, I, I don't know, stalking him because uh, apparently the, the the TikToker was put in touch with the family through a friend. It took a couple of months of planning to make this happen. So just brilliant work. You got to give credit where credit is due. You see these things and they happen online. They happen only because of a brilliant idea followed up by amazing execution. They executed this thing amazingly. And this guy had literally just finished his last round of, of chemotherapy. Wow. Just to add to this story, not only had he just finished his last round of chemotherapy, doctors have said this morning that his cancer is not growing, that they have stopped it. Holy cow. We should sing a keyboard song. What do you think? Th- no, 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 no. A national expose the other night on tipping in 2023. And it's got a lot of people talking because more places than ever are asking us to tip. And it doesn't matter where it is. Um, they, and especially, I think it's because we're not really using cash anymore. And because we're not using cash, they hand you that machine, credit card, debit card, machine, whatever. 
and there's this expectation of tip built in. And if you're in the services industry and you get a tip, I'm not against that at all. I think tipping is a valuable part of the economy. But where does it stop is what I'm thinking. And and it isn't tipping something that is ultimately left up to the person who is handing over the cash. Here's a bit of the report that's got people talking online this morning once again about tipping and how much we should be tipping. Have a listen to this. Let's see if I can get the audio on. Here we go. Subway, laundromat, everywhere. Places you might never even have thought about tipping before. It's called tip creep. These days I'm like, do I have to give you a $2 tip just for takeout? And there's also tipflation, where those numbers on those prompts are getting higher and higher. We're talking like 18, 20, 30 percent, putting it on you, the customer, to pick a number or say no, all in front of the person who's serving you. Yeah, good point. And that's terribly awkward. Tasha says, my cousin who passed away in 07 shares her birthday on St. Patrick's Day. She was born March 17th, 1970. You're going to make me do math, Tasha? Really? Because you know, whenever somebody says, well, I was on a 1970. Oh, see, to me, in my head, 1970 is 30 years ago. That is not true. And that is the biggest lie we can tell ourselves is, is the 2000 lie. And I don't know why our brains work that way, because it's easy math. We're in 2023. So I have to add 23 on top of 30, which is... 53 years ago. Holy Moses. 1970 is 53 years ago. Quinton says, tips are appreciated but not expected. Well, I I think, Quinton, it depends on the business that you're in, right? Restaurants, it is expected. Am I right? Am I wrong? Tips in restaurants are are a thing. That's now the question becomes, like this lady was saying. Someone hands you a coffee over to the counter or, you know, I got an eye roll in San Francisco because someone served me a bottle of water and I didn't tip. And I thought, you know what? That's brutal. Sometimes I just get like that look. Yeah, the see the look. It's a little intimidating. It can all be uncomfortable, but do you really have to tip everywhere you go now? And with the cost of living so high, how do you navigate all this? So we could tip 15, 20, 30 percent. The advice from personal finance expert Barry Choi is pretty simple. Tell us, Barry. Do you, but it kind of depends on where you are. Normally, I wouldn't okay, tip at so a coffee here- shop, but I do recognize that tip inflation is a thing. I'm going to go with the customer. 30 percent. So let's stop it here. Here is the bill. $11, okay, on what is probably a coffee and a Danish. it's almost, that's $4 on a, like, am I the only one that is going, holy mackerel, that's just crazy sauce. I usually leave money tips, never put it on the card. This way I know that the server waiter knows that one was left and it doesn't go directly to the owner. Mama Sunday says, if I get crappy service, crappy food, I'm not tipping. 
Well, and that's pretty much standard for a lot of people. Um, I get into it with some people who say, well, you should leave some tip, even if it's crappy service and crappy food. But I'm, I'm like, no, that's... And the reality is, as somebody had said just seconds ago, they don't really get paid a whole lot of money to do these jobs. And I I understand that. And I I can appreciate that. I really, really do. As Atasha says, it's not always the server's fault. And that is true. But maybe, and I've never been a server, so I'm swimming in waters that are too deep for me. But maybe if it's not the server's fault, the server should try and communicate in the gentlest and most creative way that they're having challenges. I feel like servers get paid less in the U.S., so they rely on tips. Maybe it's getting that way in Canada as well. There is a stark difference. I know in North Dakota, they have what's called a restaurant minimum wage, and I believe it's around $3 an hour. And that is jaw-dropping. Now, the other side of that coin... The other side of that coin, though, is that when I'm in North Dakota, you can bet your money. I I can count on one hand how many times I've had bad service in North Dakota because they are only making the $3 and because they do whatever it takes at every step of the way to make sure that you are getting what you're paying for and it's an enjoyable experience. Sarah says tipping has gone out of hand. It used to be a way to recognize good service, but now it's the way we're kind of paying our servers. Some amount. Mm. We had two lattes. I think a dollar is fair. So I just typed in a dollar. A dollar. Okay, I could do that. Do you feel guilty when you don't hit one of those amounts? Not necessarily, because when you think about it, the dollar was still about 10 to 12%. So we're still tipping. It's just not at 15%. And tipping for what, though? Like tipping for what? Now, Keep in mind that there are some creative people, friendly people. They're they're they they bring joy into your life. They, you know, it, it. There's all kinds of reasons that you could say this person's special. The way they provided that coffee to me is special. I'm going to recognize that. But just because you were served. I don't get that. Remember the old school tip jar on the counter that maybe you just ignored? Thank you. Barry says to think of digital tip prompts in places like coffee shops the same way. Optional. If you didn't pay a tip in the past for these services, don't be afraid to hit the zero and okay. Figure out what number makes sense for you and for the type of service you're getting. Does it make you a bad consumer if you don't tip at all when you go and get a coffee or you go to a bakery? Here comes the big question. You know, I don't think it makes you a bad consumer if you're going to a coffee shop or getting takeout. Uh- I like this guy. He looks like he's sleeping now. But this guy makes perfect sense to me. He's saying, you do you. You do what you feel is necessary. And I think Canadians generally are pretty generous people. I read a survey the other day that said Manitobans specifically give more and are more charitable than any other province in Canada. So we are good people. You are a good person. I'm questionable, but you are a good person. So think about the service that you got. Think about what is fair and don't buy into the bullshit is I think the theme.
Uh, but some people will probably disagree with me. But when it comes to table service, restaurant dining, where tip prompts are higher than ever, well, that's a lot less optional. 15%, I'm going to say pre-tax, at least that's what my belief is. It really comes down to your budget. 15%. Rubina Ahmed-Hawk, another personal finance expert. But 15% for table service, that's not awful. I mean, if I'm getting a $100 bill and I tip $15, I maybe that's just me. But that 30% on a $100 bill, an extra $30, whoa. Says start thinking even higher. Restaurants and bars, you know, 18% may become the minimum, and then that will just be part of what people budget before they go out. Do you do that, though? Do you budget that in? I don't. And maybe that's my problem, is I don't budget that when I go out. Atashi says, I have a customer that comes in and always rounds up to the next dollar. Quentin says, as a barber, it's a bit different. When I was a server, I paid into a tip pool. Okay. And if a tip didn't come in, it would actually cost me money to serve the table. Uh, that whole that whole process is flawed. Why does it seem to work in North Dakota, I'm wondering? You know, I, I'm not an advocate for paying people crappy wages because like 2 and $3 an hour for server wage is garbage. But I wonder... I wonder if the servers do better down there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to investigate. A lot of Canadians are already tipping higher than that. You know the tech company Square. You've probably seen their white card payment machines checking out of places yep. before. Yeah. Well, it says the average tip on its platform in Canada is now twenty percent. That's four percent. Okay, so there you go, kids. There you go. Pre-pandemic, we were at about sixteen, which is kind of where I'm living still. I have not woken up from the pandemic yet. I can't believe the prices we're paying for crap right now, let alone this 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 tipping stuff. But I guess these servers, I mean, the servers, the, the cooks, everybody in the restaurant business has to live. And if I'm feeling the hurt, they're feeling the hurt. Where does this end, though? Higher than the 16% it was before the pandemic. We became more generous, but that's now crept into some places where it can be annoying. So tipping more and more often can be tough, especially with inflation. But you also need to think about minimum wage because that's what most service workers are paid. And it's just not keeping up with the rising cost of living. But again, you know, is this is so this is a social problem that we're all going to take on and then it's all of our responsibilities to make sure that everyone gets paid well it's like if if that is your business and you make good money shouldn't you be paying your employees well i don't know look at ontario the general minimum wage is 1550 but a living wage what someone would need to actually cover their basic expenses would be 2315 for a worker in the greater toronto area now that's toronto though that is and then it's 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 a high demand city. I think that Toronto is the most popular place to live in our country. And if you're going to live in Toronto and you're going to move to Toronto and make minimum wage, you need to have your head examined. Am I right? Like if you're expecting to move to Toronto and make 1550 and expect that you're going and I've only visited Toronto. I've been there for a matter of hours, not not days or weeks. But that just to me makes sense. Now 
in Winnipeg, it's just so much of a different. In British Columbia, the minimum wage is 1565, but a living wage for a worker in Vancouver would be 2408. BC stands for bring cash, by the way. And in Nova Scotia, the minimum wage is 1360, but a living wage for someone in Halifax would be 2350, almost $10 higher. Barista. But I'd like to know, it's too bad she didn't do Manitoba. I would think Manitoba and Saskatchewan are probably the provinces where it comes the closest. Natasha says, where can you meet the cost of living on minimum wage? I don't think you can anywhere. I don't think it's possible. However, the gap is the closest in Manitoba and Saskatchewan because things, generally speaking, notwithstanding the last few months, are cheaper here because we live in the middle of nowhere. Now, food is become that's why food is hurting so much because up until that was the case up until about a year about a year ago and because we live in the middle of nowhere the cost of our food is going crazy and all of us who don't make a whole lot of money cuz I don't care what anybody says Manitoba and Saskatchewan are poor provinces we are we are not super rich provinces we're, Vincent we're just Garcia not says we just don't have the population for workers like him people who work in the customer service industry are underpaid or paid minimum so even getting some extra you know a few bucks an hour as tips it makes all the difference but is there a way around all of this some restaurants have totally done away with tipping paying their employees a living wage instead of minimum and telling customers not to leave a tip. In a recent survey, 59% of Canadians say they prefer that model, even if it means higher menu prices. So we're here at Beast Pizza in Toronto. So we're going to go, she's going to go in and, and what do you think of that? Do you think that, is it better to have the people make a good wage and then you're going to pay more for your food? I don't know. I struggle with that, and here's why. Because we all have a responsibility, I believe, personal responsibility. And it seems to me, and I'm an old man, that we've gotten away from that. That the way that I behave, the way that I conduct myself, rests on me. And when we t- and and so that comes with good and bad. If I've got good behavior, I'm a good person, I'm good in the community. You know, I do my best, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Technically speaking, if all things are created equal, I should be rewarded for that. If I misbehave, if I'm rude, if I don't talk to anybody, I call people names, I steal, blah, blah, blah. That should be the other side of the equation. I should not be rewarded. I should find life difficult because I'm acting like an asshole. And somewhere in between, we have young people who, in my opinion, should be finding their way on either side of that coin. And and as as serve staff, you know, if if you are leaning towards being that that creative, fun loving, good person, good service, you should be rewarded for that because that's taking initiative in my mind. And and you should be rewarded. So when you take the tips away, that initiative's kind of gone. I can be an asshole. I don't care. My boss is paying me. Well, boy, that was pretty sloppy. And you're not a very nice person. Ah, go to hell. I don't care. Go to hell. My boss is paying me anyway. And then I'm paying twice as much for my food. So it's a, it's a complicated issue. Would you pay more for your food if it meant not tipping? Let me know. That does just that.
So here's the Everyone restaurant. Everyone in every position gets paid the same. We do factor that into the costs of what we mm -hmm. offer, which doesn't really impact the menu that much. And so what reaction do you see from customers when they come in and see no tipping on your menu? I mean, no tipping, no one thinks that's a bad thing. You know, Why should we expect people to pay other people's salary instead of a business? And, and, and I think on paper, again, that makes a whole lot of sense. I just don't like how it takes the initiative away from the equation. Maybe that's me. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, if, if you would rather pay higher prices and no tipping, that's cool. It's just, uh, and I certainly would, uh, it would make for a less stressful meal because there is that part of the meal where you're feeling like you're, you have to judge because that is part of the whole tipping process. Atasha says, I wouldn't work there. Because and chances are, Tasha, if you're, it sounds like you might be in the service industry. Um, you do a good job, and that translates into more tips. I'm assuming. I would rather make three dollars an hour at Longhorn in Minot than fifteen dollars an hour at the Dock in Brandon, says Jameson. Longhorn is always busy, regardless of the day and hour, and the Dock closes early because of no patrons. Yeah, well, and and that is an interesting picture that you that that you paint because that fifteen dollars an hour versus the three dollars an hour you know it, it, the busyness of the restaurant like you say factors into it totally because at three dollars an hour and you're a you're a good server and you're on your game you're gonna make bank at a place that is full tasha says that's exactly it i work hard for my customers they show that they appreciate it by tip well, and see, and then that's the that's what's working, I think, in this whole equation. And I can't get lost in it. That um, this this process also, does work for people who are out there um, hustling, as they say. I don't I don't like that word, but you know what I mean in a good way. And uh, <laughs> minus cold mashed potatoes for Jameson. Working in kitchens for a long that's time funny. and seeing the inequality of tips with front of house, ethnicity, race, sex, age, all that stuff. I think it does lend itself to definitely more of a teamwork feeling. Yeah, I could see that. Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe you could make more money if you were getting tips? You're not going to have a night where you make $400 or $500. You're not going to have those Okay, crazy, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait a second. You're making four or $500 a night in tips? Where? I'm in the wrong business. Can I, well, I got to be on my feet. That's not good. I like sitting a lot. That's a good night. Four or 500 bucks. Holy shit. Guys, you're also never going to have a bad night. I'm very confident that levels out over time. Just knowing with confidence that I can make my rent every month. That's huge for me. Girl. But Jeez. at most places, tipping is still the norm, and tip creep will just keep on creeping. I don't know, like which is, like which I should tip. There's a minimum. There's a maximum. It's, it's a lot of math involved. Bottom line here: How do people survive tip creep, tip inflation? You know, again, just look at your overall budget and think about where you're spending money. So if you're worried about the tips, maybe dining out. Uh, eating out, yeah. shopping less is part of your overall budget. If you're comfortable tipping 15%, you should definitely do that. Uh, that said, you know, if you're going out to eat and you can't afford a tip, maybe you got to rethink about what your goals are. Well, and I, I have learned that from this whole experience here is that, you know, you got to factor it in when you're going out. 
It is a debate that just won't go away, and I think it's because it is one of those personal things. And what the two things that I got out of this report, again, thanks CBC for this. It, it's not very often I can those words come out of my mouth. I'm not a fan, but I like their consumer work. They do anyway. The two things I took away is that we should plan for the tip before we leave the house. Something I do when I'm drinking is I'm always planning for the way home. Is it going to be a cab? Is it going to be an Uber? Am I getting a friend to take me home? Am I spending the night? I think about it before I go. Now I'm going to have to think about the tip before I leave the house. And the second is what the um, that gentleman in the report said is you do you. You do you. 15, 20% is still, you know, for good service is still a good thing. Stuff has gone up in price. That doesn't necessarily mean the tip does. The tip will go up based on the percentage. So you do you, you do what's comfortable, and you do what's fair. A bonus event, a St. Patrick's Day extravaganza tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock Central. So this is for Twitch followers only, followers only. So if you're a Twitch follower, you're already there. Quentin, enjoy your day. Great show, Tyler. Thanks a lot, Quentin. Thanks for being here. And uh, wait till tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some green beer. We're going to have some Irish folks join us, and we're going to do the grand prize draw for the year's supply of bacon, right? So if you have yet to follow the Tyler Glenn Show, please make that a priority today and follow the Tyler Glenn Show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tyler Glenn, and... We will have ourselves a ball tomorrow. Miss Haven says, good, can listen to you from work. Oh, this will be great. Day drinking. Day drinking or green beer tomorrow. Thank you for another great show, Gaetan. Hey, Gaetan, I hope you had a great birthday yesterday. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Had lots of fun, as I always do. It's nice when technically everything works. And boy, we had a smooth show today. Even those commercials we had to expose to, I'm getting better at lining them up. I'm getting my professional groove back. Thanks to you and your support. Have a great day. St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. We are going to have ourselves some fun. As Kathleen always says, blessings. Be safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. Have a great Thursday. Friday's almost here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.